welcome to episode 10. And uh, this episode is going to focus on the subject of love, and the poems used to illustrate this will be my own. So without further ado, if I was the wind, I would breeze over grass and trees, palming the tops of foxtail as I ran finger patterns through the pile of meadows, bringing a modest flutter to the growing things with a nudge and tilt of my passing. Then, as air stilled, I'd doze, balmy and delicious, speckled by gold coins dropped by fingers of sunlight where leaves have yet to fully touch, listening to the land about its business, until I blew once more, carrying the perfect silk of your void, keeping me from storm and gale, as gentle as the blush of our first moment. A nice soppy one to start off with, I suppose, yeah, yeah. What I like about that one is the um, the gold coins dropped fingers of sunlight. I like that bit there. Quite proud of that bit. Um, it was originally called To Own A Breeze, which is a little bit quirkier, and I don't know why I changed it, but uh, it just seemed to, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, go, I go change them all the time. I'm dreadful, I'm really am dreadful. I live my life in chaos. Uh, well, organised chaos, maybe. This one's called Stencil. She walks nights cold past my sleep, frost stalked. A dark stencil in the wake of her passing, when light slits the curtains, catching dust along its blade, to appear as dissolving fingers that summon from the cup. Though I hear the crunch on brittle grass and the scratch of crisp leaves disturbed, I cannot put my eyes to the cold pain. Tomorrow I'll look and call her name, as I can do no other. Yeah, so that one, quite a simple, straightforward one, but um, it's about that, um, that, lure, that allure, that draw, that um, pull for perhaps somebody who's not really suitable or is trouble for you, you know? Um, not speaking from personal experience, of course, but... Um, and I like that the last bit is, it sort of sums it up, which is often a good place to sum up at the end. <laughs> um, Tomorrow I'll look and call her name, because I can do no other. Yeah, they're both sod smitten into me. <laughs> yeah, well, still... And this one's a bit cheeky, actually. Um, well, a rudy, but um, well, I am a grown-up, so hope you'll excuse me. Called shrug. Out of all the sudden lusts for all those crazy girls, the must-nots and the musts, plus the one with all the curls, all the moments of what if at the nurse's summer ball, and the ones that left me stay. I have no regrets at all. But there is just one scene of that which could have been. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, it's a bit cheeky, but, um, you know, it, it kind of like, there's a bit of poignancy there, you know, there's a bit of, yeah, yeah, he's a bit check the lad is the guy, but, um, 
Yeah, there was one that really caught his heart. And that made him see what love is. I like to think. The next one deals with um, um, lack of love, I suppose. Um, trophy love. Um, you know, the, well, I'll read it, you'll see what I mean. It's called Pearl Necklace. Mocking love of passionless power and trinket beads, his trophy needs woven through her fingers. A rosary true, a petition for the end of pretense. The chain of pearls, her heavy penance for believing him, until she gave a shrug, full of grace within her space, invisible ties finally snapped with a single, simple, tug, scattering a cascade of cold, lost to cracks and corners, chairs and rugs, to dust tarnished, of no value, impotent, spent. Mm. So she's married the guy who told her he loved her, and he just wants her for a trophy to hang on his arm. He doesn't have any feelings for her, one way or another, not, not desire, not lust, not care, not not love, <laughs> you know. And she finally realises that and, and gets away. I do hope she's safe, whoever she is. I feature quite a few of um, love poems with um, dealing with the actual nature of love, and, and uh, maybe that's just something about me, I don't know, but uh, this one's called Ordinary Love. Stay the love that's slight its soft song scent and cloying candlelight. Those two needy hearts and crimson crayon drawn and by first flush born with syrupy talk of fate and all karma and drama and manicured love sedate. I seek a hand with no glove. I seek an ordinary love. Again, you know, you, it's just talking about those... Um, Oh, I love you. Bye, bye, bye. You know, some people seem to just dramatise it, act it, act it, rather than, than actually um, feeling it. You know, this one was, was, a, was originally a song, and you might have heard it as a song on uh, Facebook. But um, I'll, I'm going to read it anyway because it's quite good. I like it. It's called Corner. I'll wait another hour or more at the corner of now and then, where the old lad sells papers, if you'll only tell me when. I'll wait one more hour or so, though I know we'll not meet. The old lad sold his last and left and handed me his seat. He too waited one hour or more, at the corner of now and then, every day from when he died, hoping she'd say when. He said, turn and wait no more, she'll never come, you see. This now and then corner keeps all those not meant to be. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, some lads, some, some lads have to learn the hard way, don't they? Hmm, this one's called River. For sure I am not alone, as one caught by the lure of a river adorned by night's sensuous shimmering black shellac. Upon comments and currents, so slight, only leaves and nuance, 
betray the flow before my sight, concealing the sweep and keep that snares beneath. As I weave her hair into skeins, my hands rolling the writhe of warm treacle, slipping to slide from coil to length and back in the drawing of infinity. A lot of people get, get a bit puzzled by that one, but um, at the end bit, her hair coiling it around into the shape of the infinity, roughly the shape of the infinity. Something's long, long black hair. So that's all it was. <laughs> no mystery there. <laughs> this one's called Symphony. Were I not of you, nor you of me, no, I would wish for solitude complete. Curb the strident symphony of those who would press me for my heart's deceit. With unbidden songs, from heart or cuff, songs through the hole they see in me, where would lay our love and stuff? They would not know of reasons nor rhyme. That would take me past the places yet carry those parts of us that wait in time. For the summer rain in which lovers seize the moment to touch within its sheets. Shallow eyes blind to the silence that filled from futility, rent in twain. Mmm, bit of a thinker there, isn't that one, that one there? I'm not saying anything about it. Bead polish light. This is, it's actually I've redone into a sonnet, but it, this is its original form, which is a short, a short simple um, rhyming scheme. Beads of polished night. Alone under the easing of summer's might, my hand's listless pull of the curtain's edge betrayed that hidden behind the day's bright. Above the tree's feather and foaming fledge, darkness pillowed its beads of silvered night, each of the thousand strong a lover's pledge. Be swift, new day, and bring your bluest light. Let your sun rise above this window ledge, that my lack of love be removed from sight. Though I deserve to see a sight so cruel, for I am nothing but a love lost fool. Well, at least he admits it, doesn't he? <laughs> hmm. Happy days. There were days, our happiest, though at the time we did not think them so. A thought just touching sadness, perhaps, though even with foresight I could not cherish them more. They were above and beyond the ordinary in their multitude, yet it is within the common and not the peculiar that I find the best of our times. When we filled our wakeful hours with frantic peace and pace, Arrogant in our together, proclaiming the puzzle of hearts resolved. When the only movement was a flicker from our eyes, And we, separate save hands not held, but lay to touch, Knew that was enough. Hmm, quite sweet that, isn't it? This one is another one about the um, people who seem to love being in love, if you know what I mean. Yeah? No? Okay. <laughs> That's what it's about, anyway. It's called Skinny Love. 
Within the alcove's table privacy sits love cramped and intriguing. Her hand looks strange offering him her scent, her wrist sharp back like a shotgun in carry. Until he tastes it, the touch of his lips as delicate as spotting snow upon the hand he holds in, in veneration. They have that silent lover's stare, they are almost likely unaware that the sad songs on the radio days seem to be playing for them. Something is odd. It's storyboard perfect, yet I see no camera in this cafe scene. And at the platform, empty but for the petals pinking out of the common litter as they rise and fall with the tumbling air around departing heartbreak. His true love ce soir in their film noir of soft focus words. Some are in love with being in love. It's passion alone that they feel until the credits run, end of reel. It is love, but a skinny love. Hmm, how gracious of you, know, you grant them that. <laughs> You know what I mean, though? There's lots of people who are so affected and you think, is that real? Are they really like that? Or are they kidding themselves and everybody else? I don't think it's the people who do it intentionally. I think it's just how they are. It's quite sad, really. This one's called Bushmills, and it was based on the tune of um, a Blender Cohen song, Chelsea Hotel. And... Um, Obviously, completely different lyrics and things, and it was originally going to be a song. We did, we actually ended up as a song, and with my mate Daryl Troon. Me and Troon, he, uh, it was one of the first ones we ever did, actually. Um, <laughs> happy days. And this is the original, original um, poet, poem version. I remember you well as you held up that shell, telling me to hush and to listen, so we could hear bees over faraway seas. You said made the very best honey. But that was way back when we drank Bushwills Black and sought what we knew we had. And you said we must dance, because there's always a chance that music would die if we stopped. You knew the last time for we writers of rhyme would be when you swam that night. We each left a word and no one was heard, so part of us would be forever. But that was way back when we drank Bushmills Black and thought that forever was real. When our friendship blurred as our voices slurred and were taken away by the sea. So did they or didn't they? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Did they or didn't they? I can't tell because I can't remember who they were. Oh, this is a nice little cheeky one. A funny, funny story about this one anyway. Called Wink. I winked at you in a gesture not bold and brush. It was not a wayward lash, nor a dry itch of pollen. There was no such disturbance to warrant an eye's closing. And as your head tilts into confusion and question, not fully covering the faint blush upon your cheek, I must tell you, the of your touch I do not seek, nor have I fallen in love. I winked at you just now, because you make me smile. <laughs> now the funny thing about that, I got down so far, and I thought, oh no, I've just embarrassed her. Like she's real. 
I, oh no, I'm just embarrassed. And I had to put the, the end bit on just to make sure she wasn't upset. <laughs> My imaginary person. Oh dear. I take it before you seriously, don't I? You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. I read this one, my favourite, my best of ever. Yeah, I better do. This is a sonnet called Truth of Heart. Let not candour be the plaything of gods, nor the trite fancy of vague fortune's hand, with its desire for childish winks and nods, that mark the purest with such lurid brand. Let the lovers who face the fiercest gale with hands entwined and holding fast feel the kindly winds on their gentle veil as they travel their path to the last. When a petal's touch from a fallen rose is all that remains but will ever be, know for the beauty of a lover's prose tears will flow to the endless sea and there lovers may find the missing part not few possess the crystal truth of heart. Self-explanatory. Nice sonnet. Nice one, Nigel. <laughs> this one's called Shock of Red, and it was based on the... Have you ever been past a church that's just had a wedding? I don't think they can, they can have confetti now, can they? I don't, I don't know. It's probably banned. Probably got some risk of somebody being blinded by it or something stupid. But I always thought it looked so sad. Like all confetti, all moulding and caying on the ground. Anyway, this was called Shock of Red. It's about a, a, a red piece of confetti that I, show, I found. Staining the asphalt with its shock of red lay a fallen heart, there to wilt and wane beneath the weep of a sky profane. Cut by blade unseen, it blooms still for love that never was. A token she would not take. For the feelings it carried, she could not fake. Discarded but obvious in its unrequited rest, sadness in its petal held. Before passing tread hastens its end, gone the shock of red. Yeah, it was just one piece of um, um, rose or confetti, you know, like a cat. I think it actually, now, now I think about it, I think it was a, it was a piece of, ro like a rose petal or something. I don't know, I can't remember. But symbolism was there anyway. Um, that was the result of the poem that resulted from it. This one's called Colours. A little bit different, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, different. So he's imploring uh, to find love with her and with the usual. Let's break our embrace and slip hands held to the tenuous grip of fingers at the very limit at the very limit of touch, and spin like wild children, giddy from gust and gale, until the world around us is stretched into blur by our evolution. Before the sight of others, where only the swirl can be, blending our colours until our many are one, new that only we can see. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Bit some monk, brownie green ones in it, and then a fella. This is, I can't make a mind of this one. Um, it's it's um, kind of like a twee Instagram candy court type of thing. 
So even though I say so myself, you know, I don't know, see what you think. Called Spin Spun Sugar Girl. I breathed one day, a beauty rare, passing within the midnight air. A spun sugar girl of delicate sweet, an open weave, that I would cradle with gentle hands and beating heart. My eyes due to smitten by the truth which lay exposed within her filigree form, bringing fingers to cup and care. I would hold her such evermore, lest she be taken by the blow and blast of passing storms, and broken. Hmm, make of that what you will. There's a little vignette about um, when um, couples break up, which is always sad. When lovers can no longer be, yet cannot bear to part, I hope they fizz into the fade, like the shallow tide, that palms the sand-drawn heart of two who know by slight of ebb and flow. Yeah, that's the best you can hope for, isn't it, really? This one's called Mind's Eye. I can wash my hands in starlight and watch its run around palm and finger like the cold glass of a morning brook. I can make demons slide from the patterns on drapes and dragons hide in clouds. I can hear trees bend their branches to whisper in my ear. I can feel the sag of dew from pearl, pear, petal fast against the pull, and finally the giddy release as it falls to ground. Yet I cannot by mind's eye see any world imagined or true, or I could be me without a you. Oh, <laughs> this poet's well soppy, isn't it? Still. Still. This next one's, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did it really, because it's, uh, it's a good poem, but it, it was based on a statue that somebody bought us, um, I think it was my mum that bought us, uh, sort of like a metal moulded, uh, melded together. Lovers mol molten born from fire softening and drawn into life, their moments touch fused by silvered cooling into an embrace eternal, complete but for the forever teardrop they hold. You know, when you looked at it, there was like this tear hole, tear chop shape between them. It looked, it looked like they were holding it. It was quite poignantly sad, I think. They tend to be a bit similar, don't they, all these things, these poems, so um, I'll just do the other one at last. i choose a, a good one. Uh, oh, that's it, Poem Tears. I've posted this one, a written version. It was when I was a young man, really, and... Um, Coming past the local church, I just happened to see this old guy with a bag, and he was like, I don't know what he's doing. So I just tiptoed in a bit and watched, and uh, he turned and caught my eye, and this is, this is what it's about. I didn't really know why the man kneeling brought my brisk to saunter slow. Perhaps it was the sports bag he now rummaged in, the Nike logo just strange enough to snag the passing curious. From within he took water for the morn, picked flowers, and her favourite book, that he then quietly read, 
knelt at her name, as if offering a ring with words he'd once said. He must have felt my intrusion, because I did, and he quietly turned towards me and gave me a wink, blaming the pollen for his wet cheek and making him blink. It's a bitch, I said, and he flashed me a smile and replied, that it is, lad, that it is. And it will wrap it up, because there's enough love poems there to last a lifetime, isn't there? Thanks very much for listening, and, uh, and see you again next time.